Welcome to KUOW Speakers Forum. I'm your host, John O'Brien. In this web-only episode, Lauren Weedman is an actor, comedian, and writer with roots in Seattle. She got her start in local theater and on the sketch comedy series Almost Live. She moved on to a stint on The Daily Show and later to raves for her role as Doris in the HBO series Looking. Weedman spoke recently with The Stranger's Dan Savage about her work, life in general, the awfulness of having children, let her explain, and her new book, Misfortune, Fresh Perspectives on Having It All from Someone Who Is Not Okay. When I say spoke, I should add the words like a sailor from time to time. Please note, this unedited talk definitely contains language of an adult nature. Thanks to Anna Tatashev for our recording. Here, Town Hall Seattle's Edward Wolcher kicks it off. Lauren Weedman is an award-winning comedic actress, playwright, and author. In 2001, she made her primetime debut with a bang as a correspondent on Comedy Central's Emmy Award-winning show, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Do we have any Daily Show watchers in the audience? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, since then, she has appeared in a variety of TV shows and movies, including a five-year engagement, date night, and uh, recently and most notably as Doris on HBO's Looking. Uh, woo. <laughs> uh, not a first-timer to Seattle, uh, Weedman also spent two years as a cast member for the long-running local-turned-national comedy show Almost Live. And <laughs> Almost Live fans in the audience? That was great. <laughs> you can actually... On YouTube, Google Lauren Weedman or YouTube search Lauren Weedman almost live and pull up some of those clips. I'm not sure if she would <laughs> totally endorse everyone doing that, but it's a really fun trip down memory lane to go see those old almost live clips with their corny jokes about Seattle in the 90s. Um, she is the author of two books, including A Woman Trapped in a Woman's Body, and uh, <laughs> which is a great title, and her latest endeavor, uh, which she joins us tonight to discuss, Miss Fortune, Fresh Perspectives on Having It All from Someone Who Is Not Okay. Uh, she is joined on stage this evening by friend of Town Hall's Dan Savage. Uh, Dan is, the author, is an author himself, a syndicated columnist of Savage Love, as I think many of us know, and the editorial director of Seattle's The Stranger. His books include Savage Love, The Kid, Skipping Towards Gamora, and The Commitment. And in 2010, he founded the It Gets Better Project, which has since inspired 50,000 video submissions to inspire young people facing harassment. Please join me in giving a warm town hall welcome to Lauren Weedman and Dan Savage. You have to say that into a microphone. That was hilarious. I was just like, there's a lot of white people in one place. My God. Look at y'all. It's almost what like a Bernie Sanders rally. What a, a, a ma- <laughs> In Vermont. What an amazing... Um, I'm so surprised at the... What a great uh, turnout and cool space. Anyway, thanks for coming. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yay. Well, thank oh, you for coming back to Seattle. I am so... I cannot tell you how glad... This, just to be here tonight in Seattle, all of it is so frickin', it's just like the shoes that I used to wear when I lived in Seattle. Just frickin' comforting and good and practical, and I like it, and I feel better. I just feel better. And a nice day weather-wise. It's been amazing. I don't give a shit. It can do whatever it wants to do here in Seattle, as far as I'm concerned. When I'm here, I'm just happy to, and that sounds so like, I'm just, I love being here in Cincinnati, or I'm sorry. No, but I mean it. I do love I do love when I get to come here. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. And then 
you're going to do a little reading from the book? Yes, yeah. And then I'll ask you some more questions, and then they'll get to ask you some questions. Good structure. And this is being recorded for KUOW for a later broadcast, so I will try not to say fuck all the time. Well, do they, what do they do, though, if you are... Do they beep it out, or are they just, like... They do. They beep it out. If I say fuck too much, they beep it out. Okay, but what about, like... Can you say, like, ah, oh, cocksucker? Can you say no, that? No, they're going to beep that out, too. They're going to take this whole fucking section out. But if you can't... But let's say it's a really, like, intense part of this, where I'm like, and then I... That's when I... My father... I realize my father and I had never been close. If I... If it's something meaningful, and at the middle of it, I say, like, and then I took a shit in my hand, do they... Do they let that stay in? If surgically it can be removed without harming the rest of the story, they will surgically remove it. They have teams of okay, audio right. surgeons at the ready waiting to take okay, the potty good. out of both right, of our mouths. Now, wonderful. Then okay, I know here we go. Do. First okay. question. You started out in Seattle doing theater here. What was it like doing theater here? How long ago was that? And why did you leave us? Why did I, yeah, why did I leave? Um, uh, I, I, it was in 1995, I think. I moved from Amsterdam to uh, Seattle to be an intern at the Empty Space Theater that was in Fremont at the time, right? I know that was, and then when I, um, and that, so I was, I was in Fremont um, just, uh, just a moment, I was, uh, uh, today I was in Fremont, but I could not figure out, I was truly, the whole time I was like, I'm in Fremont, okay, where's the bridge? That'll help me know, there's the bridge. Okay, I can't, I couldn't tell where anything was. Like at all, I was like, oh, no, I'm in the university district. Those are the same condos that I just saw. I'm like, no, I'm not. Those are the condos that are over, like, and I know that's probably the given thing anymore, right? Everyone's like, it's changing so much. But my God, it is changing so much. So I moved here to be an intern there at the Empty Space, and I didn't know anybody. I just came here because of uh, meeting Eddie, Eddie Levi Lee, who ran the space. And so, yeah, all his cousins are here. That's a, this one's for Eddie. And so, and he was so amazing um, that it, it was, he was the reason I moved. And then doing theater here was, it changed my, the course of my um, career for sure. And it was such a community. And I, I chose Seattle because of the fact that it had, an, it, because of the music scenes, I thought, okay, if it's got a good music scene, it must have good arts. Had a, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot more theaters then, I think. Yeah, there were right? more then. Yeah, there was a lot more. And then, um, and also it had a good gay community because I was, that was important to me too. And I'm not just saying that because you know who you are. Um, <laughs> but... I'm, it was important. I'm like, if they're not, I don't like a city. If I'm, I'm just like, where's Gay Boulevard? Show me some rainbow flags. If I don't see them, wait, wait. I don't feel safe. You left Amsterdam to oh, come right. to Seattle <laughs> for the gays? There weren't gays in Amsterdam? That's so funny. I wasn't at, though there, were, there was, but I, when I was choosing to come back to America, America, and I was thinking of which internships to take, because I had applied for all these internships, I thought I chose Seattle based on the fact, like, okay, it's got a good gay community it's got the, you know it's got all the things that keep the arts good and happy and inspired and fed and alive so um and i yeah i had nothing but a good i loved uh, what um, theaters did you work here. with back then in the mid 90s who did i work do you remember with? the names of any of the other theaters you worked with Can you, what if I, I was just like no but it was wonderful to be here yeah I've to, I've totally um it was because it was the empty space was the main one and then i worked it on the boards when on the boards was on jackson or something no where was it, it used to be like in a I'm thinking, what's going on? Do you hear him yelling at us? I'm just kidding. Um, what was it, though? I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't remember where it was. It was in some big red brick building in the yeah, Central District. Yeah, it was. District. It was a cool, like, and I did, and I developed some shows there, like, in the 12-minute max was, was amazing, and I met, like, it's, uh, it was so great, unlike in L.A. or, ugh, whatever, but you, you got to, like, with 12 minutes max, I, I met dancers and, and poets and music, you know, I got immediately part of the cult, you know, the arts, culture community, um, 
and it was so inspiring. That, and then ACT, I did stuff there, and then um, uh, Seattle Rep, when Ted, um, Ted Saad was uh, running the... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I remember ra- Ted. Oh, of course you do. That's right, because you, um, you... Showed my ass in his movie. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I was like, there was something that happened with your butt. I'm just, um, just guessing. Um, so, and then uh, that was it. <laughs> Seattle Children's Theater as an intern, too. Jesus, made you think so, about your butt, and you're like, oh. I know. Still around uh, different ways. So why did you leave? I left because I was, I, I you know that that group. Um, God, this is such a like old like. Remember back in the day when anybody remember Dean Martin? I don't know. Like, I feel like such an old. <laughs> um, but when uh, Rockford Files, uh, no, there was this. Uh, there was a dance troupe, Thirty Three Fainting Spells. Yeah. Right. And I and I saw them and I loved them, and I wanted to. I, they were touring all the time, and I don't know how I was. Uh, it, there's, uh, and I wanted to be touring like they did. And I'm like, how do you get to that point? And I was told that you had to get a New York Times review. Like, in order to tour, you have to have some kind of press pack that's not just all Seattle reviews. It can't just be all the stranger, you know, going like, you know, well, yeah, she's, everybody else is a piece of shit, but she's okay, you know. And so I was, that was all my reviews. That is our house style. That is. Oh, it, was, it was, and thank God I was on the right end because <laughs> it worked out for me. Um, but that I said so I went to New York for that reason, thinking like, well, I'll just I I want to have a chance to tour, and I felt like I that I couldn't get where I and after almost live too, I was like, okay, I have a little I had the experience of doing some TV. I thought, well, maybe I can see what it's like out there, you know, see give it a shot, like see what it's like if I try to you know go to the bigger. Cities. It's the problem that so many actor performers in Seattle find themselves in the trap, yeah. which is to make a living at this. Here you have to leave this place. Yeah. You can come back here and visit yes. and make a living, but you can't live here and make a living. It didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like I... And I wanted to have more... Um, uh, I, I wanted to... I, I don't want to say... I, I was challenged here, for sure, but then I, I wanted another challenge. Like, I wanted to be... And God damn it, do you get it when you leave. I mean, it was immediately... Back, I, was, I remember I was waiting tables in New York City, and I, just, I remember being like, you know, I, I, used to be, I, was, I used to be on local programming, King TV, but anyway, what can I get for you? <laughs> I used to be somebody. Like, I really had this, like, wow, I can't believe I would ever leave. Like, John Keister was right. Just stay here and dominate, you know? Um, and I should have, but, uh, well, no, I'm glad Wait, I did Wait, you should have dominated John Keister? I want to hear uh, about this. Yeah, easy, easy. No, um, no I just meant that being here, it's, it's I, I, I always tell people that it's a big enough town that it matters if you make something happen here, but a small enough town that you can find your way in faster here. Yes, yeah, that's what I felt like too. When I, I the fact that it was, I was able to immediately start making work and people coming to see it and people supporting it and people coming to see theater for theater's sake is now completely profound to me. And an advantage of coming here from somewhere else is that the people who are from here are lazy. Yeah. Oh, then, I, then you look real. You look real like, oh, look at her. She gets yeah. stuff done. Like everyone at the Stranger, we all came here from somewhere else and ate this city alive for before the city knew we were chewing on it. Yeah. And then, and then you're done with it. Then, then people are like, oh, yeah. No, then they, you get tired and don't want to do it anymore. I'm not you're, making any sense. Sorry. You're a self-identified. Motherfucker, motherfucker. I want them not to use that part. So I'll just blah, 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 if I curse through it so they won't use that weird part when I wasn't Every once in a while, we should just take a fuck break and go, yeah, fuck, 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 fuck. We should do that. You're a self-identified weirdo. You've described yourself as a weirdo. Is that I, not true? I, oh Am God. I making that up? You really turned on me. I'm being I attacked. Have. Now, a weirdo, sure. I mean, that's not even that offensive. I'm just like, yeah, sure. I guess so, yeah. You're also gorgeous and blonde and Hollywood fit. And has this juxtaposition worked in your favor or has it hurt you? 
I don't, maybe, um, let me just, you should see me naked. It's not as good as you may think. Um, you know, it's not, it's a, has it, okay, that's not true. I'm not, I mean, I don't want everyone like, oh, I wish you wouldn't say that about yourself. You look so pretty. Like, I don't need to be, but you say, I, how come I'm alone? What? <laughs> Like, how come I'm always, like, the fact that I'm always, like, being single or whatever, it's like, I don't, and I always audition for, like, trolls. I'm always the most, like, so, yeah, Bill Radke was saying this morning, he was like, we're talking, he was talking about, like, being attractive. And I'm like, well, let's just kiss and get the tension out of the room. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, I always do that to Bill when I'm on KUW, too. He asked for it. I know, he's a slut. He is a total, that's what I said to him when I was texting back there. I was like, hey, slut, I gotta go on stage. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, and that's our nickname for each other. No, I, um, I, I don't, I'm so thrown by that. I don't, that's well, not I my guess, deal I mean, in L.A. I guess I in L.A., I'm, I'm a character actress, so no. It doesn't get in my, I don't even know how to answer that I mean, the I'm cliche confused. is that, if, that, that pretty women aren't funny and funny women aren't pretty, and they you're don't a pretty funny woman. They consider me pretty in L.A. Like, I'm not being like, you know, I, that I'm not considered, a, I get people to my face. Well, when I was on The Daily Show, they were like, I think the reason that everyone like Stacy, who was a freelance uh, correspondent uh, girl at the time, who was friends with, she's just cuter, no offense. And I'm like, oh gosh, none taken. <laughs> like, and they... They say it right to you, you know? They don't even, they don't try to hide it. They're like, well, and they're like, I mean, no, you look very pretty, and I don't know, move it over lip. Oh, and that light hits you. Oh, the light's gone. But anyway, you had a moment. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to say that, that I'm so down on myself, but that is what it's like there. I, I'm not known, you know what I mean? I uh -huh. go out for, I, 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 I'm, I'm lined up to audition with, like, people with, like, you know, I'm like, wow, you have no arms and no legs. Good for you getting around, you know? <laughs> and then me, it, and I always think it's kind of cool where I'm like, God, I get to do the interesting things. Like, thank goodness I'm not, you know. But I think that I'm glad that you find me attractive. <laughs> the night is young. Let's keep drinking. <laughs> totally. Like, can you imagine, like, I saw Dan Savage and Lauren making out. It was really disturbing. <laughs> he was crying and she was taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Over the past year, there's been a lot of damning tell-alls and revelations about being a woman and working in the entertainment industry. Do you have any horror stories to share beyond the one you just shared with us? Like, meaning, uh, well, my whole career, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I mean, this, the big story today came out that Olivia Wilde was up for a part in The Wolf of Wall Street as Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, and they decided she didn't get the part because at 28, she was too old to play Leonardo DiCaprio, who I believe is 74 now. Totally. <laughs> to play his wife. Have wow. you encountered that kind of sexism, age discrimination? Well, yeah. Care to share a horror story I with guess, us? You know, not to be a total... Yeah, I don't mean, I don't mean to like, you know... It's, it's a given of the game. It's kind of like where you're like, so I was petting this lion and he bit me. Like, it's like... What'd you think? Like, you're petting the lion. You're like, well, I didn't think it was going to hurt that bad. It's like, you're petting a lion. Like, there's a chance it's going to go well for a little while. But that's, that's the biz. That's the, like, I had, um, I, but I still get mad about it. I mean, I'm not so, like, evolved. I'm like, I don't walk around like, well, I understand what I'm dealing with. And um, it's not, I'm not that, you know, It's ethereal. still maddening. 
It is maddening. Like, for instance, I went, like, on, for, after looking, uh, you know, it was canceled, all the boys were immediately working. And I wasn't. And I, I mean, I was, I'm always working on something. I'm, I'm that part, I'm, I'm always creatively doing something. So I'm, I'm not uh, waiting for somebody to, uh, that's the great thing about being, you know, doing my own deal is I don't have to wait for somebody to give me a job. But, but to see everybody getting cast in something right away, I was like, God damn it. It's because they're, they're boys. They're easier to cast. And I'm not, but I'm used to it. So I kind of go, oh, that's what's going to happen. But then I had to go, I was out for pilot season, which is just dumb, dumb parade. It's just like a clown parade. And I'm, I was waiting. Uh, uh, the first one I went out for, I'm sitting in the hallway and I hear the, the producers who are in the, the room where I'll be going to audition. I hear them talking about the woman they hope, they wish and pray will get the part that will come in for it. God, I hope we get her. I love her. I love that woman. And I'm going for the same part. Like, and, I, and I'm like, close your door. Just close the door so I don't have to hear it. And the disrespect. And then Macy Gray uh, walked in and she was like, is this a sign in sheet? And I'm like, that's Macy Gray. And she's going for the same part as me. Like this is, and it was supposed to be like a Ashburgery spectrum woman. And so um, <laughs> we're going to fight that one out. And Who's that made? when I was, when I was in the room and I was uh, auditioning, I got done doing the, the, whatever the scene and uh, the producers that are right there is like four men. And one of them, I get done and he goes uh, to his, the producer next to him goes, um, could you, have her do it, but maybe this time not so much on the spectrum, a little more grounded. And I go, I, I, I'll tell her. I know her. I'll tell her. Um, <laughs> and it's to me that's such. A, and they don't. They don't laugh. They just look at me like, okay, excuse me. This one's gonna be a handful. And I had that moment of like, oh, this is what we're talking. I was petting the lion. Mm-hmm, exactly. And what am I doing? And then going into auditions, and they've already cast it and that kind of stuff. And the disrespect level is so high. And that, I mean, I want out of that part. I'd like to be out of that audition journal. But yeah, it's awful. Let's talk about looking. Yes, please do. You I played a... Yeah. You played a key supporting character, Doris. Yeah. And an audience favorite. A lot of gays dissed the show. Um, but some of the most impassioned defenses I saw that I read online of the show and of Doris were by straight women. Oh. Straight women really seemed to love the show more than gay men did. Which some, was uh, no, you say, it's funny, because this is how it's been divided. Because you say that really, when I tell people that people say that, I don't say you said it, because of course I don't want to ever hurt you. Um, but I was like, I'm, when I'm, I'm telling people, like, no. Like, he, people love it to a point, like, no, I have to tell you, that show, like, when I'm traveling, I'll get, I was at the Bed Bath & Beyond in, like, Minneapolis. Um, you know, when you're lonely, it's a good place to go to feel just like, well, look at all the different salt and pepper shakers I could have. Like, it'll be okay. Um, and I was at the Bed Bath & Beyond, and this boy comes, he was just like, let me know if I can help you with anything. And um, I just want to say I love you. Hi. Um, and then I chase him down. That's a problem when people ever say they are fans of the show. I, I, they're like, I just want to say hi. And I'm like, what is it? Which, which season did you like? And they're like, um, I, I just loved it all, but, you know, good luck to you. And I'm like, thank you so much. But wait a second. So were you like a Richie fan? Or were you at like, and I'm so into talking about it. But people really, it mattered to a lot of people. You know, it was, and then, but people either loved it or hated it. Um, you asked me a question, though, about... <sighs> what was it? You were like, you... What did you think of the show? You loved the show. I felt... Well, I, I always have notes about... stuff. Like, I, my joke was with the other... With the castmates, I would tell them, like, you guys, a lot of times people say that like, I'm the best thing on the show. Step it up. Step it <laughs> up. Okay, like, I want to jump in here and say, 
for my money, you were the best thing on the show. But that's and not the get thanks, I guess. But to me, that makes the show. I'm just when I hear that, I'm like, well, oh, God, that show must suck. Like if I'm the best no, it thing, was just, it was that's just one of those moments. Where, you know, I watched the show and I just thought, I wish it was just about Doris and her roommate, <laughs> and <laughs> the too. other guys yeah. were on the periphery. Yeah, perhaps because the most compelling relationship was that one, and the most. I thought three-dimensional, believable characters were yours and... I'm blanking on your roommate's name because I smoke uh, a lot of pot because it's um, legal here Dom. now. The, the Dom. The character's name is Dom and it's Murray. Murray right. Bartlett, yeah. Yeah, no, we were, we were way... I don't know. I'm, um, this is one of those things where my critical mind is, uh, collapses because I loved it. And I'm, such, I'm so deep. I've always been um, uh, deep in the gay world. Uh, I was just thinking today because I'm working on the show that, uh, that my first like sex fantasy when I was younger when I'd have like anxiety um, when I'd wake up in the middle of the night with like death anxiety or something the fantasy I would go through so I could go back to sleep and it wasn't even sexual it was that I was David Bowie's personal assistant and that and it wasn't sexual I made him laugh so I was like I was a fag hag in my fantasy like that was my like, <laughs> like to help me go to sleep you know and he thought I was so funny and he was, he was so happy I wasn't a supermodel he was so tired of all that symmetry and everything um, so I, it, it matters to me, that world, so much that then to be working on a show with... And everybody felt that way. Like, everybody was in it um, in, in a deep way, and it mattered to people. So I just kind of lost my... When people were being critical about it, I was like, oh, it's a personal thing, and it's whatever. Every show is personal. Everyone's reaction is personal, and, and so I just loved it. And, and, I, and you guys have wrapped the film. There's yes, There's going yeah. to be kind yeah. of a where are they now or follow-up or Kind capstone. of, yeah. I mean, listen, the whole film is... I was just like, ugh, like, you know, Grandma's dead. Why are we digging her up? Just like, let's look at her one more time. You know, like, I'm like... <laughs> Like, well, we've already said goodbye. I don't want to have to go through grieving again. Like, it just seemed like it was, it was really emotional. And, and it's, it's, it's embarrassing to me that I can't... Um, uh, I, it's, well, why is it embarrassing that I feel something? Like, it's embarrassing to feel, period. <laughs> it's, it, it, when we wrapped, when Andrew Haig came in, he's the director, and um, we were shooting all night um, so that they wanted the last scene of the movie to be a, um, uh, the sunset coming up in, in, the, in the Castro. And so we're sitting in um, this, this very well-known uh, diner in the Castro, and we were doing the scene, and then Andrew comes in, and he goes, that's it. Looking's done. It's a wrap. And we walk outside, and I've never seen the Castro empty. You don't see it necessarily. And it was completely empty. And, of course, you know, the, the, how, like, the air feels good in the morning. It just was... And there's seagulls around, and everyone's really quiet. And then I get this hit of the history of the Castro. And I had this, like... Not to be... I, well, I have to be dramatic about it, because it was. That I had... Somebody had sent me a picture. A friend of mine had sent me a picture of... Um, he goes, hey, I, I, I'm... I knew in San Francisco. It's a picture of my brother. He, you know, he loved it there. And this is my brother and all his friends. And there's five guys at this, like, lunch table with their, like, beers. And he goes, they're all, they're all gone now. And I'm like, you mean move to Michigan, right? Please tell me it was moved to Michigan. And he was like, no, but, you know, isn't it kind of the same thing, you know, all being dead and moving to Michigan? <laughs> and that was his little quip about it. But when I come out and I had that image and it felt, everything just felt like it mattered. It just didn't seem like Hollywood. It felt like this is, oh, God, I finally did something in the TV world that, that connects me to something so much bigger that truly is not about me. And I love it so much. And we were all crying. And Jonathan Groff is a very dear boy. He's a sweet, I sound like I'm 90. Like, good for you. You're a dear boy. Look at your little penis. Good for you. Like, I'm acting like he's not, like, I'm, I didn't see his, I don't know why I mentioned that. Sorry. And no grandmother is saying that to boys. I, I, that was a very wrong miss, sorry. And I'm like, let's wash it. Oh, because I'm a grandma. Let me wash it. Why, why, why am I talking about it? <laughs> Um, 
it was, he was crying and people so openly cried and it was very, um, it was pretty freaking amazing. And I, and Murray was, who played my friend or my, the best friend in it. Murray is so, Murray's like, I think I'm kind of done. Like, I think I just like to go live on my mom's farm. And that was a really great experience. And it really mattered. And I don't want to be doing anything else. This is really wonderful. And I'm like, God, blessed. I wish I wasn't so ambitious. Because I was like, I'm going to do the, after I had this audition. Was he immediately cast in something else? Was he lying? I don't know. He and I have been similar. And that we're not really as, we haven't been as snatched up as the others. Mm -hmm. And we're we're the more, um, 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 I don't know, head cases, emotional folks of the group, I would say. Are you still in touch with Jonathan Groff? Yes, yes. Can you get me tickets to Hamilton? Oh, my God. Yes, what do I get in return? My God, this is powerful. I mean, I, I, seeing Hamilton, I shouldn't have put it on uh, Facebook because then I have friends who are like, saw, I, I saw that you saw Hamilton. My little girl loves that show. You get her backstage. Or I'm like, okay, I, I don't have any power. People love that show. I haven't seen it or, or listened to the soundtrack yet. Can you give us a teaser, anything? About what? About, about Hamilton. Not Hamilton, like, about, about Hamilton. looking the movie, about where Doris and Dom end up. Um, well, there's a car wreck. I'm just kidding. There's not. Um, I, don't I, really... I thought the, the episode about your character's father's funeral was the best episode. As... I like that one, too. Yeah, thank you. I did, too. So I'm hoping Doris is prominent. Yeah, no, I film. was, yeah, it's hard for, I'm, sadly, I'm always like, I like the episode too, but, you know, I had a lot of lines, so it was fun. No, um, uh, it wasn't just that. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very, it, I mean, yeah, it, it's, again, it was so real that it's in, in, in why do I keep saying embarrassing? I, I don't know. I have more therapy is what I need. So your new book, you have a new book out. Um, yes. And a lot of people think it's a memoir. I've seen it described as a yeah, memoir. Yeah, they do. But it, is it a memoir? I didn't think of it that way. But I mean, I lie if I need to, you know, like, and I, and I. Oh, so I, it is a memoir. Then. It's a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, it's a, I, I mean, I didn't approach it that way. I approached it like, well, if it makes it funnier to say this, I'll say that. And then I changed around people to protect you know, uh, timelines to protect people's identity and stuff like that. But then the lawyers from, like, the Penguin Random House were like, you said you went to a deli that was on the corner of uh, Sunset and Vine. There is no deli. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, we don't care about... And they were fact-checking like and I was going to be in trouble. wait five minutes and there will be. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't... Yeah, I guess... Uh, I don't know. So how would you describe it? A collection of essays? A humor? Yeah, I just thought they were, like, comedic essays based on my life, mm-hmm. pretty much. Will you read something for us? Oh, that's right. I have to... I, you know, I still didn't decide what I was going to read. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah. Thank God the font is big. Um, okay, I'll read from... Uh, no, not Love of My Life. Blah, 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 blah. That's an awful chapter. I'm just kidding. Ugh, it goes on and on. <laughs> Somebody told me at a young age that I was interesting, and it all went downhill. <laughs> She's adopted. Listen to her. Okay. Um, uh, I don't want to do the BFF one because it's so long. It'd be weird to cut off. How do you choose it? When you're looking at your 97 books, I was backstage. I was like, you've written five books. You're like, 11. Let's go. Um, what, how do you choose which one? You're gonna, do you choose your favorite part? Uh, yeah, I just choose a few pages. The, the problem is when you do a lot of readings when you write books, you, you've written a book before. You know, you do readings. And then you start rewriting what you're reading as you read it aloud. Mm-hmm. And it's actually very frustrating. You should actually have to tour a book and read from it before it's published. I agree. 
so that you don't end up wishing, uh, hating your own book later because you read it and you're like, it's much better now the way I, I pretend that, it's yeah, written. Yeah, with a woman trapped in a, um, a woman's body, which the first book I did was, was published out of, um, it was Sasquatch publisher, right, here in Seattle. And I would be reading it. I'm like, exactly, somebody knows Gary. Um, I would be reading it and I would, I'd be like, I couldn't, I forget the story. I'd just be like, oh my God, I don't know how to write. <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe they've been so supportive. Like, I've been surrounded by liars going, that's really great, Lauren. Great job. <laughs> um, I see the word KY jelly, and I think that seems good. Okay. Um, I'll just do, I'll do skin on skin. After, yeah, that's about, oh, it's about Leo being born, my kid. Oh, fucking kid. Um, so awful having children. Cause, well, because you, you care about them. You know what I mean? Again, it's, it's that like feeling having a thing. whole extra central nervous system that's out there in the world getting hurt. Yeah, and thank you. you feel everything. Exactly. When Leo was um, born, I remember I was feeding him in the middle of the night, and I was all of a sudden I got hit by this like, like he's going to be in the cycle of suffering. And I've never think like that. I mean, I've read the term and whatever, and, and you know, in the Buddhist literature and such. And all of a sudden, I'm like, welcome to the cycle of suffering. He will face his death and my death. Please not in that order. He will. And I was like, planes crash. JFK Jr. He died. It doesn't matter what you have going behind you. You. I was like, wow, wow. And I was like, whose idea was this? <laughs> it's awful. What a blessing. Okay. Um, I could read the, car, the one that's like just sort of like, murp, murp, murp. Um, oh no, I'll just read skin on skin. I'm overthinking it. Who cares? All right. Um, during my first, let me get. So come, wait, what, what chapter is this? What chapter is this? And what's the chapter about? Just give us a, set the scene before. I don't know read. what chapter it is. There's no numbers on it. Um, it's that way, that thick in. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I'm guessing. Um, uh, and it's called Skin on Skin, so I know that people are involved in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not about a chair and a table, let's say. Um, uh, oh, Skin on Skin. I know. It's about when um, uh, they kept telling us about how important it was to do skin on skin contact when you have your baby, that you have to immediately, like, you know, put them on your skin. Um, and that, and I, I don't think I get to this part in the story that, uh, well, I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, During my first appointment with my gynecologist, Dr. Addis, he told me that he was required by law to ask if I'd like a nurse present during the exam. Are you going to molest me? I asked him. Without missing a beat, he told me that he wouldn't, at least not this time. Our Abbott and Costello, if Abbott was on his back and Costello had a glove covered in KY jelly and was inserting a finger up Abbott's ass, relationship which has developed over the years, would be considered by many women to be in poor taste. But I love it. His office is in Beverly Hills, so what do you expect? When my dirty artist friends shake their socialist fists at me for getting pap smears on Rodeo Drive, I tell them it's the best place to get the diamonds that line the inside of my vagina shined. (laughs) A service that Planned Parenthood Clinic in Van Nuys, where I used to go, doesn't provide. Finally, after 10 years of Dr. Addis ending every exam with, okay, see you next year, and don't forget, have a baby, I get to tell Dr. Addis the news he's been waiting for. I'm Priggers. He bounces on his toes and claps his hands like an excited little birthday girl and starts high-fiving me. Yay, yay, yay. We're having a baby. Oh, I can't believe it. It's a far bigger reaction than David's had been. Uh, David's my my baby daddy, uh, which... Which makes sense because my having a baby puts money in Dr. Addis's pocket and takes it out of David's. 
Poor David. At hearing my home pee test results, David had eaten an entire log of Vermont goat cheese, and then he lay on the bed just itching his face all night long. <laughs> Somehow, no matter how many times I've explained my situation, Dr. Addis never remembers that I'm in a relationship. So his high fives were followed with his feminist support of me going it alone. Good for you. Good for you. You don't need no stinking man, right? No, we don't need no stinking man. He keeps repeating the stinking to get the, his Mexican accent right when I have to tell him, again, I have a man. It's an easy thing to forget since I usually come alone to preserve our precious one-on-one -on -one time, Dr. Addis and I. I've never had a baby, so my main question for Dr. Addis is if there's anything I should be doing to prepare myself, like eating cotton balls and feathers to create a nest in my stomach. <laughs> so, how old are you now? The good doctor puts on a big show of not believing that I'm 40. No way, 40, no, you're 27. He picks up my chart and makes a wowza face. Hey, you are 40. Well, well, that's okay. No huge thing. Just a higher chance of Down syndrome and miscarriage. And, hey, is your underwear off? It is. Ah, oh, where were girls like you when I was 16? Ah. He uses the same joke every year. We'll talk, about more, uh, we'll talk more about babies after I do the breast exam. I open my gown with a, where's my beads? Mardi Gras joke. I get nothing. In fact, I may have upset him. Usually, he jumps right into kneading and poking around with a steady stream of chatter intended to distract me from the, hey, that guy's touching my boob feeling. But today, he just stares at my chest, lets out a long, sad sigh, and says, ah, sucks to get old, huh? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> that part is memoir. Um, uh, and then he's like, yeah, I'm not having an easy time with it. You, know, you want to think you've, you've done something with your life, you know, but how do you really know? My naked breasts have inspired a lot of different reactions over the years, but this is a first. The other day, I, I realized that, geez, when my son is 30, I'm going to be 76 if I'm lucky, right? You know? And I want to be there to see his life. That's all you hope for, just to be able to be there as long as you can. And, okay, feels normal, normal in there. Let's check, check out her sister over here. It wasn't uncommon for him to wander into tricky topics for patient-doctor relations land, but knowing he loved expensive German cars, hated Obama, and dined with NRA-loving celebrities was tolerable compared to this existential hell he was pushing me into. I try to change his subject and ask him if McCain is a nice man in person, but he doesn't hear me, and he switches right over to my right breast. Yeah, you, you know what's funny about me? I know I'm going to die, you know? I get it. I get it. That's why babies are born crying because they get it too. <laughs> At the end of the exam, he snaps off his rubber gloves. I can't believe we're having a baby. And he tells me to start taking prenatal vitamins. Before I got pregnant, I'd see a child and I'd think, welcome to the earth, little spirit. Enjoy your journey. And what are you here to teach us? And then I'd throw sand on their feet to make them grow. Well, now that I'm pregnant, I see a baby and I think, oh my God, his head is so flat. Kids are freaking me out, and so are the ones who make their heads flat, the mothers. People keep assuming that I'm going to be this wacky mom type. They're assuming that my whole, I'm an asshole, who can't do anything right, is real, and I'm going to play that shtick right into motherhood. But that's not really me. Yet when it comes to that, what kind of mother I'll be, I have no idea. 
Will I be the mother who relishes the bond with my child to such an intense degree that I refuse to stop breastfeeding in public or even on airplanes after the child unlatches himself to ask a flight attendant, hey, can I get a Pepsi with this? The whole can, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Will I be the mother who's so sensitive and attuned to her baby's needs that instead of diapers, I just wait for that certain twinkle in the eye to tell me it's time to hold her over the sink so she can pee? Or will I be the 50s-style martini-drinking mother? The only reason I'm not holding my baby is because a pamphlet I read told me not to. Now hand me the olives. Oh, babies are fun. Don't get too deep about it. My sister Emily has just arrived from Indiana with my teenage niece, Caitlin. They've never been to Los Angeles, and they're hoping to see the big attractions like Tori Spelling. (laughs) Emily has two kids and is now a single mother. I've admired her tenacity as she's gotten out of a bad marriage, and she dedicates herself to her kids. At the moment, both Emily and Caitlin are trying to convince me that having a baby is no big deal. I ask Caitlin how she can know this at 15, and she tells me she's seen every episode of I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. Basically, you're just going to be standing in line at the bank thinking, man, i got to take a BM, and then the next thing you know, you got a baby in your sweatpants. <laughs> okay, so sure, childbirthing, outside of the money it would take to pay for the cleanup, is a breeze, But what about all the years after that? The birth was not my worry. It was everything else after that. Jack, see, why did I say after that twice like that? Like it should be, you know, I I do that when you're reading. I'm just like, after that, after that, where are the editors? Okay. Um, (laughs) And then, and you'll tell me when I've gone too long, or how do you know? Pardon? How do I know when when it's done? Uh, When you get to the end of the book. I'm not getting, oh, shut up. (laughs) Should I just read one more page, you think? Yeah, read one more page. Okay, one page, okay. do I have any sense of self or my own thing? I'm like, what do you think I should do? Should I sit like this? Is this bad? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, what about the... Okay. The birth was not my worry. It was everything else after that. After that. After that. Um, see, the Jack- trick is when, as you read from aloud from your own book and you see the mistakes, you don't read the mistakes out loud. You correct as you go. Oh, right, right. And then these people will buy your book thinking you're a smarter, better writer than you actually are. Oh, God. That's well, what I do. Well, I blew that one, didn't I? Okay. Because I'm sitting there just like, Jesus, it goes on and on. It's so repetitive. <laughs> like, oh, everybody. Big font, though. Okay. Um, okay, I don't know. After, after that. Okay. Birth is on my worry. After that. Um, Jack would be long gone. Uh, Jack is, um, and this, well, he still is my stepson, but my stepson, my teenage stepson. Jack would be long gone by the time this kid was old enough to talk. The kid would only have an, only elderly parents to entertain him, no brothers or sisters. But maybe that wasn't so bad. I have only two older sisters, Emily and Joyce, yet whenever I go home for holiday dinners at my parents' condo, it still feels like a mob scene. This is exactly how my parents like it to feel, too. They tried to use the old, I'm tired of mowing the lawn excuse when they sold the two-story, four-bedroom colonial home we grew up in. Lawn care had nothing to do with it. Their dream retirement home was one that was just big enough for the two of them. Well, we're out of chairs. Guess you better go home. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> so true. Um, my parents love their cozy retirement condo. It's bright and sunny, and it smells like dogs, vodka, and dusty Christmas candles. Nothing like the house I grew up in. The house I grew up in smelled like dried cat shit, microwaved Weight Watchers ravioli, and my middle sister, Joyce. <laughs> my gritty sibling childhood memories all involved Joyce. Emily, with her long, straight hair, like a red-haired share, tossed her cheerleading pom-poms in the back of her little little yellow Datsun and took off to join a sorority, leaving me behind with Joyce, a.k.a. the mean one. 
My best friend in third grade would take one step into my house and start sniffing the air like a dog. She was picking up the scent of Merle Norman's, Merle Norman's ice blue eyeshadow mixed with stamp collecting and cystic acne cream. Joyce is here, isn't she? Before I could answer, she suggested we play in the street where it was safe. She didn't want to witness the jail cell violence that went on between my older sister and me because it was ugly and raw and because the warden, who should have broken it up, was an 89-pound ex-ballerina. My mother would sit licking rice crackers as my sister pinned my face down with her knee in the family room. (laughs) Joyce would wait until my mouth was wide open, screaming into the carpet, and then she'd tell me, right where your mouth is is where the dog threw up last night. That's why it's still damp. (laughs) And then she'd rug burn my face. That's that end of that, that one page. Okay, let's yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Nice supportive response. So uh, my son just turned 18. Oh, God. That's intense. 48 hours ago. So I'm here from the future to tell you that oh, it gets worse. It does get worse. <laughs> all of the worries, all of the anxieties. They're going to have a driver's license one day and access to your credit card, and it's just going to be a night. Well, I have a, ste- I have a stepson, right? So when I met my, um, my ex-husband, his kid was uh, 12, I guess. Uh, yeah, and so I'm or 11. So I was with them all through. I mean, I went through that, but it's different when it's not your kid. I mean, it's still intense, but I have a little idea. And I sat there telling, I was always like telling Jeff, my ex-husband, I was like, don't react so much. I mean, teenagers are like that. And now I know I'm going to be the same way, where I'm just like, why is he trying to kill me in my sleep? What happened to him? (laughs) That's exactly it. Um, We're going to start taking questions from you guys in just a second. We have two microphones down here at the edge of the stage. If you have a question That's intense, I know, to come down to a microphone. Come line up. If you're really shy and you just want to wave your hand in the air, I will call on you and you can ask from your seat and I will repeat the question for the folks listening at home. While people line up or don't, um, a few rapid-fire questions quickly to get through the rest of them before we get to the Q&A. So you're now performing in cabaret. You're doing your own cabaret show. Yes, I am right now. And singing. yes. Uh, and I want to know, because I'm a big fan of singing. Me too, I like it, yeah. What's your favorite song? Which song do you most like to sing? Well, right now, I'm dig- I'm, I, we just started working on that sh- the song, uh, Donka Shane. You know that one? Donka Shane, darling, Donka Shane. Thank you for all the, the joy, joy and pain. <laughs> Picture show, yeah, love that one. And I also love uh, Lucinda Williams. And then I'm also um, working on, um, well, I see like Harper Valley PTA, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this sort of like down and dirty, just like, God dang it, why'd you do that to me? I've been nothing but nice to you. You know, I like the sort of like, I'm so hurt and messed up songs. And I also, I like the old, I like the sort of Nancy Sinatra kind of. Vicky Carr or Barbara Streisand? Um, Barbara Streisand. I don't know Vicky Carr right away you like that. You don't know who Vicky Carr is? I know who she is, but what song, I don't have a song that jumps to my head. What is it? It must be him. Oh, God, i got to write this down because I don't know. I, oh, I've, my God. Okay, Afterwards, you're like, I'll you're play like I'm glad I didn't know this before too. this because I would have just shut down. Okay. What cracks you up? What cracks me, what cracks me up? Um, what cra- the comeback cracked me up. You know that I, show? Yeah. The stuff that people are like, I couldn't watch it. It was so uncomfortable. I'm like, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes And me so laugh. if the comedy, if those comedies that make other people squirm make you laugh, what makes you squirm? Um, what makes me squirm? I don't know. I, oh, that's a good... Um, uh, oh God, sincerity stuff. I don't know. People take themselves seriously. Do you know what I mean? Too seriously. Right. And that's not the exact same thing, but I'm just thinking about when people are like, it was really hard for me. Like when people are just so like, mm, like I'm, so, I'm the kind of person who, I guess for me the journey has been like, I get like, 
Makes one, you uncomfortable. This is from a friend of mine. He wanted me to put this to you. It's a fuck, Mary kill. Oh, yeah. I like Fuck, those. Mary kill the Holy Trinity. Oh, my God. I mean, oops, I just said one, right? Okay. Um, the Holy Trinity. So you mean... Um, God Jesus? the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Fuck, Mary kill. I don't know. I'm not a... Um, a Catholic? A Catholic. So I don't know. I don't have strong feelings. To me, I'm just like, I don't know. Which one do you want me to do? Which would make you feel really uncomfortable since you are an ex-Catholic, right? Or you're a current Catholic. Yes. You are. Culturally Catholic. So there's the, which one is it? The Holy, who is God it? God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, I guess I'd want to um, uh, marry the Holy Spirit because Spirit just seems like you don't have to. It's more like, I know you're here somewhere, but I don't have to fucking deal with it. Um, <laughs> and so the Spirit, and then the God the Father. And the Father, um, I'd um, marry, kill, fuck, marry. It, son, and the, oh, son, I'd want to, um, uh, well, I don't want to say fuck because I have a son. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want him to get that. I don't want him years from now to be like, I heard that, that recording. You said you would fuck the son. I, I want to take spring break apart from you. Where I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't feel that way about you. Anyway, um, yeah, so that means I've married the father. You could just say pass on that oh, question. I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me that in the beginning. I didn't know the rules. We have a question? Oh, hi. I know you because you, you, uh, uh, you were volunteering. At the, you look exactly the same. Thank, thank you, Lauren. I've, when you were performing Amsterdam, I was the house manager at Empty Space. Yeah, no, you were at Empty Space, like yeah. hardcore, like, yeah, that's, yay. Okay. That's so, so um, glad to see you back. I hope you spend more time in Seattle. Me too. My question is, I just bought the book, and so I haven't read it yet, but do we get an update on Denis from Amsterdam? Yes, we, yeah, actually. Oh, good. Oh, I talk good. about Dan, oh, different Danny. Oh, I see, because I've used different names. I'm always shifting stuff around just for the sake of whatever. But um, I, ta- I have a story in there about living in Amsterdam, and I used Danny's name in the play that I did in Empty Space, but she was not the character. Do you know what I mean? I just stole her name, Danny. I, I always thought you used Danny as a kind of a therapeutic tool. Yeah, how you, but how I don't you rem- related to Danny was kind of your growth process. I like how you pronounce her name too. I'm okay. like, then Dan, you're like, no, no, Danny, <laughs> Danny, say it with me. This is my memory, Lauren, Danny. <laughs> it was me. Danny was the character I played in it. I mean, Danny was the character well, I played in it. Well, that's what I mean. It was it was your your right. roundabout way of, of yeah. That was where that is, that's interesting because um, I'm like it's interesting because it's about me. I'm so fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is because I that was back when I would never want to play myself as a character, and I was just like I don't want to get into that. I'd much rather I'm going to give myself. I'd be telling. I'd be completely being myself. And I'm like, okay, so today I'm going to call my, uh, this character will be Nancy. I'm Nancy. Like, I just don't want to be Lauren because it seems so awful and boring and self-indulgent when I'm doing a solo show. It's like how more, I mean, it's self-indulgent, you know, <laughs> at the get-go. But I was in denial about it because okay. Danny was just myself. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I do, yeah, so more about Danny is revealed in the book. Yeah, you'll like it. Good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah Danny is, uh, she's a very mysterious woman. Yes, Danny. Uh, yes. Good evening, Lauren. Thank you, um, Lori. Just call me Lori. You're so Lori, fired. my dear. Yes, you're so fired. Um, wh- why do actors keep turning to singing? Everyone from William Shatner. I know. To oh, he doesn't this. sing. And I just there's something delusion. Myself, I'm fascinated. Why acting isn't enough? Why we have to turn to singing? Yeah, I agree. Because it says something different. Why yes. degrade yourself like that? Why do I do? Here's what. This is what I think is that this is the is same. Is it upgrading or degrading? It's degrading. I think no, but I know exactly what you're saying. This is um, uh, because 
I'll have moments where I'm doing the cabaret thing where I'm where, where part of me is like, is this like when Eddie Murphy put an album out? Like, I'm not saying I'm Eddie Murphy, but it's just like, I want to do this now. And everyone's around him going like, you should, man. You're fucking talented. Like, you're good. Why are you not? Like, this is the best, this is the best album ever, it's ever made. You know, that, that, like, the next thing is like, I'm going to do ballet. I want to do ballet. Make that happen. Ballet. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a theater person, though, from the get. That's the other thing that people don't always know, that I'm like, because people are like, wow, that was actually kind of, that was entertaining, and you can sing. I'm like, well, I was, I was, that's what I started doing, you know, and that's my main, theater's my main deal. That's what I care about always more than any other, because it's still the only, um, uh, what's the world, At, word, outlet, or it's the only place where, where your voice gets to be pure. You know, I mean, people don't sort of go, you don't tend to have a theater going like, we're very offended by the character. I mean, they let you just, put, you know, put it out there and challenge people a bit. Um, so I, to me, it's just, I can't speak for the others. I don't know about, about um, William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'll ask him, let you know, and post it on Facebook. No. I'll let you know. Why singing? What is it about? But singing so great and vulnerable and putting it out there and like opening your mouth and like going, ah. But, I, but I'm singing, dancing. I, I make everybody... I, I just want everyone to feel like they're at a dinner party and someone brought out their obnoxious 12-year-old and they're like, everybody sit down. Lauren's got a show. And I'm like, hi. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and people are like... Is it that it's not funny and that it's just beautiful instead of funny? Sometimes it's funny. You'll see. Actually, thank you for opening it up because um, I'm doing a show at, on Saturday night at Zanzani. Um, and, I'm, it's, and I'm... Yeah, the songs are... They are... I, I can't do a long runs as as much. I can't do like a regional theater run because of being a single parent, and I don't want to leave Leo that long. And so I, that's why I came up with the cabaret thing. I'm like, okay, I can go someplace, I can perform, I can get my yayas out, get some stories out, purge it, dump on people, and get out, you know, um, and I'll feel better. Uh, so that's what this is. And the, plus, I thought a cabaret would be a good thing for a gay cruise. Good, good. All right. Any other questions? Isn't it weird to come up to the microphone? Does it feel weird? I know, it's kind Hi. of like, but thank you for doing it. Hi. <laughs> so I'm hoping you can tell us your ideas or wisdom about having it all. Uh, for those of us that are in the trenches of parenthood and trying to work and get out the door in the morning and do we ever get to have like a quiet moment again in our lives and I want to have a hobby but then I feel guilty because I need to be with my kid and like, how the fuck do you do it? I don't, I don't. It's, a, it's this whole thing of having it all. That is such an, uh, um, I'm not saying this to you, like it's such a turn up, but when they put it on the book of like, who's got it all, I was like, that's, what do you mean by that? Like I, um, I always, the one thing that was always easy for me is, was career stuff because I'm, that's my main deal. And I'm not saying that I've, I've always felt successful, but I'm, I always want to perform or do something. Like I've always been creating, doing it, doing it, what, in any different, in little tiny theaters or it's, I still go from being in a tiny place where there's four people who are just like, I thought you were great, good energy. You know, um, to like something like this, where it feels great, or doing like looking where it feels fancy, but it always goes up and down and up and down. But, I, but it's consistently still feels like I'm an artist who gets to do these things. So that's always just there. But this having it all, I don't have, I've, things, it's rough, out, it's hard. Um, and I, that term makes me feel so, because um, uh, uh, I, I, I still don't have, people also think I have a lot of money. That's something I realized when I was looking to find um, uh, a, a piano player here, and I called some friends of mine, and they were like, well, what you're paying is, um, well, I don't know, go to Cornish, get a student maybe. And I was like, I don't have, I'm still, I have $2,000 in my bank account. Like, what do you think is going on? Like, I don't have it. So I'm still the same thing of guilty. I feel guilty now not being with Leo, but I'm like, that's what I do. And I had a kid. I knew that, that was, I'm still going to be traveling and uh, 
So I don't know. There's no answer to it. There's no having it all. Who has it all? As my therapist said to me when I was just like... Elena Trump. She's amazing. She's my hero, and I'm going to tell you why. Wouldn't that be incredible if I, if I could actually find a reason why she'd be anyone's hero? Um, and maybe to her kids, I guess. Probably not even to them. They were like, oh, so embarrassing. Her lipstick is all caked right here. Ugh, you know. Um, but what was I going to say about... Uh, having it all. Having it all and not having it all or being... Oh, I don't... My therapist, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but my therapist... Oh, hi. Um, I, my therapist, at one point when I was uh, bemoaning my divorce, where I was just like, why... Can I not, like, what is it about why I can't have a relationship? Why can't I get a family? I want it. Why is this the thing that's been my, and he goes, hey, uh, you may not want to hear it, but you can't have it all, you know? You got this. You People would love to have what you get to do career-wise, how lucky you are. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I can feel good about that, but why? And he's like, sometimes you're not able to get everything, you know? And I'm, I was like, oh, wow, what a thing to really take in and go, so I get that, but not that. Um, and then you I You can thought, have some of it. Yeah, you can have little tiny. I can have some of it. You can have chunks of it. I can have you chunks. Can have it all. Anything you where chunks are involved, I'm some done. Some of it. Okay. You're gonna have a chunk. Like I don't want a chunk. Like, chunks are bad. And however that comes, right? <laughs> chunk is never a good, never a good situation. Oh, there's chunks. You must feel better. Get that out of there. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. That's just I have to repeat the question please, for the please. radio audience. Yeah. How did you come to be okay with not being okay? Because of... Um, it, when I'm reading about storytelling or um, the hero's journey kind of stuff, it, any good story is always about how messy humanity is. Always. And yet, when you're in the middle of that kind of story and people are like, oh my God, I'm like, isn't that the whole... Didn't we all agree that's what... I mean, that's what we watch on stage and, you know, we watch the, the ups and downs and the, the, the not okayness of just being a human. So I've studied it enough from a distance that to me, I'm like, I, I can, I'm living my life, but I also kind of have a little distance from it where I'm like, wow, this is what's, that's why I like doing um, theater and storytelling stuff. Cause it is sort of great to go a minute and it's painful, but wow, look at this storyline. And I'm not saying I always look at it as a, it's not like when like Leo's crying. I'm like, this is fascinating. <laughs> So what you're feeling, oh, I just have to write it down. Sorry, honey. I'm not a monster. But it's, you know what helps me too is that when I'm overwhelmed by it, like today was, I got sort of overwhelmed for a second. And I, and I can get very victim-y about it where I'm just like, well, it's so hard. <laughs> like I get sort of, ugh. Um, you know, and then on top of it all, I'm adopted. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, and it's, nothing's wrong, obviously. Being adopted is amazing. Um, uh, but I will have... I always go to um, my the people I love, the artists I love, the poets I love, the writers I love, the music I love. These are not people who um, had a you know wonderful life. You know, it's always the messiness and the pain and the this. That's when I go say, say this, then I'll stop rambling. That when I the first time I got like really attacked on a message board, and this was way back when I was dumb enough to read them, and I was reading them, and I was um, and I uh, started crying, and I wasn't. I was like a, I was feeling sorry for myself. I was like, why, why do I have, why do I have such saggy cow titties? He's right. 
and I'm crying, and my stepson comes in, and I w- did not want my stepson to see that I was crying about message boards, right? And he's was like 15 at the time. But then I had to tell him, because we went out to dinner, I go, I have to tell you, I've actually had kind of a rough day, and I was like, these message boards are just kind of cruel to me. So, and he goes, uh, just so you know, like, they say shit about, like, Martin Luther King on that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I, and... I was like, you think of me as Martin Luther King. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that was such a, you know, where I'm like, oh, come on. Like, you're right. Like, who am I to say? I just, yeah. Any other questions? Someone's coming down. It's hard to know. People are like, you know, I just want to leave. Oh, God. They think I want to ask a question. I better come down here. (laughs) I just have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, totally. What's your favorite color? I'm out. Okay. (laughs) Hey. Hi. Um. First of all, you, you look fabulous. You have uh, Michelle Obama arms. They're I know. So my arms are my one. Fantastic. Listen, if I have in my life, you know, you like the one part of your body you're like, that I'm okay with. It's like, I just want a burka with my arms and then my, <laughs> like, my eyes and my ankles. And the rest of me is covered. I'm like, look what a catch I am. Look what a catch I am. The rest of it, you know. know so my question it. is, um, I've seen uh, three of your um, one-woman solo shows here in Seattle, and right. I was hoping that you might be working on another and bringing it up here. Uh, are you? Um, what was the last thing you said? Um, working on another solo show yeah. and bringing it back to Seattle to show us all. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I th- then I did hear you. Sorry, I thought you said one thing at the end. The, something about, like, and I owe you. And I was like, do you? What? How much? Um... Uh, I am working on, well, this is, um, well, it's the truth. So, it so I, once the empty, when the empty space went under, which was awful, it was, um, for me at least, I was just like, that's the theater that commissioned my plays. Oh, shit. Um, and, uh, and, of course, I was the last show that I've killed the theater, basically, as I'm saying. <laughs> like that and Almost Live. Like, I was on Almost Live, and then it got canceled. Then I was like, at the empty space, last show, and then they went under. And I'm like, there's some kind of formula. Um, <laughs> But I um, didn't get any more commissions out of Seattle. Like, I didn't get asked to come do... Th- People would ask me to come do, like, an independent film they were doing or be in a corporate video or something. Um, and I would do it because I wanted to come see my friends. But no, there wasn't a theater that was like, we want to continue to support your work. And I guess it's because I left. Or I, don't, well, I didn't have a relationship with the artistic director or whatever. I didn't fit like I did in the empty space. And so the Portland Center stage, though, has started to... Um, they've commissioned shows, and they're commissioning a second one this, um, that I'm going to do uh, next uh, spring. So that's become, like, the new place I go to for theater. And it's great, because, of course, you want to be supported and do theater, but, God, do I miss being able to be here. And I think they're trying to get, like, a... They have, like, a relationship with ACT, so I can maybe be in both places, you know, and go... Um, and I, so I hopefully that will work out because it is so funny how they're like oh my god portland and seattle is they're hilarious where people are like you're gonna go to seattle oh have fun up there <laughs> i'm like what do they do to you and then when you leave portland it does feel like like hey everybody i'm here in the big city i was just in portland click 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 because it's such a little like you know insulated you know but i'm i like it because they're you know supporting the what i'm doing but yeah i'll be i'll be back with that show i think i hope yeah <laughs> You're like, I have a reason to live. Yeah. I think we have time for one more question, if there is one more question. Mm-hmm. Yes? Dan asked you why you left. I thought I heard this morning on, the, on uh, KUOW that you're back to stay. So my question is, <laughs> why did you come back? Did I say that on KUOW, that I was back to stay? I, I thought you were going to stay. 
No, I, that's a, a they, they edited that in. Um, <laughs> what else did they say? Like, the, you know, like, I feel that babies should be buried at birth. Like, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> what? Yeah. White people rain, I think. Oh, that's it either. Um, I think I've said that. I know I always want to be able to stay. You know, like, I wish that my the industry wasn't, you know, so locked down in, in, in that city. Um, uh, but why, but what was the last thing that you, did, the, the question, you said, why am I back now? Or, I'm sorry, I'm a really awful listener. Yeah, was this, why did you come back? Why like, are you here? Why did you come back? Oh, good question. What do you want? <laughs> okay? What do you need? What's going on? We've seen you walking around, circling the house. What do you want? <laughs> well, um, uh, they invited me. That started it. It is a book tour. It's a book tour, and I still consider um, Seattle my main... Um, for, I happen to be live in Seattle during the years where you really um, are open to making friends. You know, there's that little window that opens up where you're like... Where you suddenly are like, that's your family. Uh, your, you know, before everybody starts having their own family and stuff. And it really... Be, I was here for those years. So the people that I met here mean so much to me. And they're my bossiest friends, too. Because I'm a friends with... And they hate when I call them. I'm like, I have, I have this little posse of Seattle lesbians that love to, like, tell me what to do. Like, I see what you're doing. You're better than that. Get out of there, weed men. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and so I come here to get bossed around and slapped, you know, so they can uh, make sure I'm living right. Um, so I always will come back here because my family is so, you know, based here. Um, and there is no city. I'm not just saying this to be like pandering to the it, flying into Seattle. I remember this when I lived here. It always do you have that? Like you fly in and it's like it always looks good. It's like, oh, Seattle. I, 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 I have that feeling when I fly into Chicago. Oh, you do? Really? Because you like the windy. What did we mean? It's my it's hometown. Cold? You're from Chicago? Yeah. Oh, I'm God. not from this shithole. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm from a city that already had a subway. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Chicago. One uh, last question, and it's the question I want to ask everybody about right now. Bernie... Oh, this guy's... He's, he's, he'll, he's upset with you. Oh, sorry. That's right. I'm just kidding. Places that you live, where do you want to live with your son long term? I don't know. That's such a, like, awful... I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Wherever... Um, I wish we could live someplace where he could um, be supported if you read a book. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's so not Los Angeles. Oh, uh-oh. I know my joke was like, I want him, like, I can't raise my kid in L.A. because he'll just be, you know, I don't want him to be, like, you know, dumb and just good-looking. I want him to be wealthy, too. No, it's at, no, Seattle, believe me, I know that. I know I could, I would love to be here if I could. It's hard to make a decision on my, oh, everyone's going to start telling me how to live. I'm so, I've got such a lack of sense of You're self. You're, like, in a room full of bossy lesbians right I know. now who all want to tell and you I'm, where to I do. I am such, I am exactly the person, because I'm always like, I don't know what to do. I don't know, these shoes weird, help me, I don't know anything. And people are like, I'm going to tell you something. That's what you're going to do. You're going to call this person tomorrow. I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go over there. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, why did I say that? Um, who are you voting for in the Democratic primary in California? Bernie? Or Hillary? Um, I don't... This is funny, because Bill Radke was like, let's talk politics. And I go, as soon as Trump was involved, I was like, I'm out! Um, because in, in what I'm doing in my life and stuff, if I'm either writing or working or being with my kid, which is limited, because I'm divorced, so I get him for, you know, so it's all... Uh, I, I don't... I'm not focused on politics, and I don't feel drawn to it. I feel um, uh, bummed out about it. And I don't feel... even I like Hillary, but I don't get the same sort of, like... Of course, Obama, which is... I was just, you know, you know, I definitely drank that. I was just like, his speech... Oh, I love him. Um, 
uh, and I don't know Bernie well enough because I haven't been watching it. I know everyone I am close to loves Bernie. You know, that's been the thing. But I don't know enough. I, don't, I never know enough, and I never trust what I know. I'm like, how do you know? What are we all basing it on? I don't get how people are so sure about things. They're like, I'm telling you, that's the guy. He's the answer. If you don't know it, you're done. Like, where I'm like, how do you know that? Did you hang out with him? You read his journal? What do you, how do you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, and people are always like, it doesn't matter in California. It doesn't matter. It's already decided, right? Because like California's already. Because it's, it's a blue state. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, I care about the children and I care about the issues. <laughs> Lauren Weedman. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. That's it for this extra episode of Speakers Forum from KUOW 94.9 Seattle. Now you can go read Lauren Weedman's new book, Misfortune, Fresh Perspectives on Having It All from Someone Who Is Not Okay. Thanks again to Anna Tatashev for our recording, and thanks for listening. Tune in again soon. Tune in again soon.